uh, for that. So Luke chapter 23, starting at verse number 26. And um, I, I, I just, I feel so strong about this lesson today. It's going to be, I believe, a quick lesson. We'll, we'll see how this works out. Uh, but this was prompted to me um, after Sunday night. Sunday night, I got to preaching about the blood and applying the blood. And then once the blood has been applied, you stay under the blood. And I said that the commandment that Moses gave the people was to stay in the house. Stay in the house. Once the blood has been applied, don't leave the house. Uh, and it's important. I'm telling you, my friend, in this day that we live in, it's good to be in the house. It's good to be in the house. It's good to be on the Lord's side. It's good to be on the Lord's side. Uh, and so uh, it is important to train up our children to love the house, to be excited about the house. All right. Uh, so this was prompted to me as I'm going to teach on the cross uh, here today uh, because the blood that they spread was the blood of an animal that they had to sacrifice. Uh, but the blood that is applied to us is the perfect lamb of God that was sacrificed for us. And we can never get away from the cross. Amen. So Luke chapter number 23, starting at verse number 26, it says, And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian. Let's remember that now, okay? They laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross. So here is Simon now, a Cyrenian, is now carrying the cross of Jesus that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. And verse number 28 says, but Jesus turned unto them and said, daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Let's go to our handouts here very quickly. Follow me, if you would, please, just for a moment. He was born in obscure and insignificant village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. He never had a family or owned a house. He never traveled more than 30 miles from his hometown. He didn't go to college. He had no credentials but himself. As a child, he taught the elders of the temple as they marveled at his wisdom. He turned water into wine. He was tempted by the devil, but he never sinned. He healed the sick. He made the blind to see. He caused the deaf to hear. He cured the lepers. He made crippled men walk. He raised people from the dead. He forgave repentant sinners, and he rebuked the self-righteous hypocrites. He was only 33 when the public turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies. He endured the travesty of a mock trial. He was tortured and mercilessly beaten. He was spat upon and ridiculed. His teachings were, was, were laughed to scorn. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, he became our sinless substitute. He prayed for his executioners 
as soldiers gambled for his clothing. The only property he had on earth, his body was laid in a borrowed tomb. It is a historic fact that three days later, he was raised from the dead. 20 centuries have gone, come and gone. And, and today, here is the central figure of the entire human race. His name, someone say, is Jesus. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever set sail, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned had not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life of Jesus Christ. It is true that the birth of Christ brought God, brought God to man, but it took the cross of Christ to bring man to God. Jesus Christ came to do what no human being can do. He came to redeem man. He came to alter their disposition. He came to fill them with his Holy Spirit. He came to make men holy and he came to make them new creatures. There are many supporting characters in the story surrounding the crucifixion. The soldiers were indifferent, unmoved by Christ and the cross. The disciples were distressed, angered, and challenged by the cross. The enemies of Christ were delighted by the cross. The thief crucified with Christ found hope in the cross. Bystanders were transformed by the cross, and believers were inspired by the cross. Every person present at the cross was impacted by it. Each and every person who comes face to face with Calvary today will be impacted. The searcher is impacted by Calvary because he or she realizes this is what I've been looking for my entire life. We were in a session during our movement. The movement is just simply a group of young people ages 16 to 25 who I take time with once a month. And our dear sister Kira, who was here today, began to witness to them about her life and her testimony and where she has come from and how she searched for many years for something that will fill a void in her life. And she tried to fill that void with other things in the world. And she says, but once I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I'm thankful that she's received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time right here at this altar. She said, this is what I've been searching for my entire life. I'm telling you, my friend, this is what you need. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit, and it will fill you in Jesus' name. The hurting and the helpless are impacted by the cross when they realize that Jesus Christ went to the cross for them. The Bible says in Isaiah, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The cross impacts society's outcasts when they realize that all men are equal at the foot of the cross. Bible says in Revelation 22, the spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth say come and let him that athirst 
come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life. How? Freely. I'm telling you, my friend, this is a free gift for you. God still has his hands out ready to receive anyone that's ready to receive this free gift. The cross impacts those bound by sin, desiring to be free when they understand that Christ died for the ungodly. I want you to remember something here very quickly that the Bible speaks of in Luke chapter number 23. If we was to go back there, verse number 26, it says, and as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrene. And so we need to understand this principle that I've taught here in this church because the question that I have to ask is how will you allow the cross to impact your life today? I pray that all of you, if you haven't submitted yourself to the Lord, that you will submit yourself to Jesus Christ. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, remission of sins is available for you today because of the cross. and newness of life, the Holy Ghost is available for you today. Why? Because he didn't stay in that grave, but he rose again on the third day. So it's all available because of of the cross and I'm thankful today because because the cross has impacted me now I can impact my family I'm gonna say that one more time because the cross has impacted me now I can impact my family and this is what happened with Simon here because the cross impacted him he was able to impact his family the scripture says in Mark 15 21 it says and they compel one Simon a Cyrene who passed by coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus. It's what it says here in Mark chapter number 15. This one man right here by the name of Simon carried the cross of Jesus, had two sons by the name of Rufus, the other one by the name of Alexander. We need to understand this, that in the book of Romans, Paul salutes a man by the name of of Rufus. He says these words. He says, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord. So Rufus became a believer of Jesus Christ because his daddy was affected by the cross. He was affected by the cross simply because he was in the right place at the right time. He didn't come there to carry the cross of Jesus. The Bible says they just chose him out of the crowd to carry the cross of Jesus. And because he was chosen, you better believe the blood that was on the cross as now the blood is on the clothing of Simon. And now Simon goes home to his two boys and his two boys are saying, why are you bloody, daddy? What, what happened to you today? He's going to say, sons, you just don't know what happened to me. I came in contact with a man by the name of Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you today, when you've come in contact with a man by the name of Jesus, you can't help yourself but to go tell somebody else, I met a man today. I was filled with his spirit today. I was baptized in his name today. And because the cross has impacted me, it can also impact you. That's why this month we're focusing on being radical because Jesus did something radical for us. He didn't have to do it, but the Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured that cross. 
And that's why I'm thankful today. Sister Jennifer, can you come help me here just in a moment? That's why I'm thankful today because we need to take inventory of how the cross impacted us and how then we can help somebody else to the cross. Simon, come help Jesus. Simon willingly, or maybe even out of fear, went and grabbed that cross and carried it up that steep hill. The blood of Jesus is now on Simon. He's carrying it up there, maybe not even having full understanding of who this man is. Not really understanding it, but at some point he had some full understanding of who Jesus was. And we show proof of that because one of his sons is mentioned in the book of Romans with Paul years later when Paul's saying, hey, I want you to salute Rufus. He's chosen in the Lord. Well, who's Rufus? Rufus is the son of the one that carried the cross because you can't help yourself when you're impacted by the cross. You're going to come tell somebody else. So I want to ask someone, have you been impacted by the cross? Has the cross impacted you? Because if it's impacted you, then who are you telling? Who else are you affecting? Because if the cross was powerful enough to pull you out of sin, then the cross was powerful enough to pull somebody else out of sin. If it was powerful enough to get you to change your life, because some of us need to remember how we used to act, how we used to talk, how we used to walk, what we used to do. But it's because of the cross. That is what has allowed us to be where we are right now. And it's still the cross that's going to pull those same people out of sin. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet just for a moment. Lift our hands. Put our Bibles to the side before we go any further. Lift your hands unto the Lord and magnify the Lord for the cross.